welcome back to the Host by Tori show. It is my wedding week, and so I'm not going to have a podcast for you guys the next two weeks, so I hope you enjoy this one. You're talking everything wedding and drinking related to it with Paige Boner. So Paige Boner is a mental health advocate and podcast host of It's Hard, a podcast centered around imagining your relationship with alcohol. Her sober journey started in 2021 after realizing alcohol was amplifying her anxiety and depression. And now she aims to create community and awareness around drinking mindfully and creating a relationship with alcohol that serves you in your journey. I love Paige. I loved getting to know her the past kind of years as I've been doing this and diving more in. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. Coming from a what should I call you? A past bride and a future bride. <laughs> we are going to chat th- all things wedding and drinking or topics related to that. So Paige, yes. thank you for coming on. I first want to talk about wedding culture and people getting wasted and just like mm. the nature of people getting hammered at weddings, having an excuse to drink a lot, open bar, free booze, why do we think that is beyond just like the social, you know, kind of pressure of drinking in these types of situations? But I also think, and in, in something that I thought of that was interesting is like how weddings can be stressful and emotional and how mm. sometimes like when you're put in a situation around being with new people and like needing a something to kind of take off the pressure or take off the nerves and like having a drink and and getting some of those off in a certain circumstance. So that was something I was thinking about related to this, but I want to hear your take on wedding culture. Yeah, I know. This is such a huge thing because I honestly think it starts like before the wedding though. Oh yeah. Because I just remember when I first got sober, one of, it's so stupid, but like one of my first thoughts was like, oh, what happens at my bachelorette? Like, right. what does a bachelorette look like? Because literally like a bachelorette and I I want to hear about yours because yours looked so cute and I want to know what you did. And I know we talked a little bit about mine, but like it's really centered around like getting drunk, you know, like totally. every bachelorette I've been to, or everyone that I've seen planned on TikTok and all this stuff is like all this like little alcohol focused things. And then it's all about going and getting drunk and going to bars and getting free drinks and da, 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 da. And so like, I was so scared. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do for my fucking bachelorette? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I don't know what it is. Like, I I honestly think it starts with just like society in general of just like big things are centered around drinking. And I don't know if there's like a specific thing to like point towards it. I definitely think you're onto something with like people being kind of uncomfy and awkward and they're all around people that they don't know. And then like you think about too, like family members and all this stuff, like people get nervous and there's like so much buildup and people forget to eat during the day and then all yeah. of a sudden they're wasted and it's all these different things. But yeah, I I honestly like don't know what it could be. It's just that like we've been told since the beginning that all these things are centered around alcohol. Even just yeah. like you have a champagne toast at I know. dinner. I know. I don't know why so- it is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting too because there's an association with luxury and celebration that comes with alcohol. Mm. And I think that the concept of celebrating with alcohol is something that like we could dive into on like a completely different Seriously. topic for a different time <laughs> on like why that is, but the notion that 
you know, you're celebrating people. So people want to drink to celebrate because that's what society has said. Mm. You're maybe going to an event where there's family or friend tension, right? Like a wedding is where a lot of times families are getting together that they may not have as strong of relationships. And so they're seeing that long lost lost uncle that they don't get along with and want to have like a beverage coating or whatever. And then also I think the concept of open bar, meaning that like no one is paying for a drink, like they're being invited to a wedding where they don't have to pay for any drink. And so the consumption can be limitless because there is not a price on it for most, for, for some weddings, let's caveat that like, there's not an open bar at every single wedding, right? but for a lot of them. So I think those three things combined lead to this over kind of perception of weddings being a place where people ultimately get wasted and how glamorized Mm -hmm. that looks. But as you and I know, it does not feel that way. And like the next day ramifications, but I think you're absolutely right on like it's starting beforehand and, and everything leading up to it, whether it's the engagement party where people are toasting, mm-hmm. then it's the bachelorette where people are getting drunk, and then it's the bridal shower where you get a little mini bottle of champagne at your table and people, you yeah. know, it's just like, it's it's kind of all built on that. And so totally. with my bachelorette, and because I'm not sober, I wanted to take an approach of like a chill bachelorette where I knew mm-hmm. I was going to drink, but that it wasn't focused on that being like the main activity. And yeah. I want to like dive into more around just like drinking as the main activity overall. But I think having that in mind was really helpful around what do we want to do and how do we want to plan with drinking, with it not revolving around drinking. And we did go out one night and I did drink and probably drink more than I wanted to, but like (laughs) it was okay. And I kind of shook it off. And the next day I didn't have anything. I just had some gear and athletic brewing and and Mm -hmm. that was great. So yeah, wedding culture, people getting wasted. I don't understand it, but like, I think one thing leading into that, that I, and I asked some people on social media for just wanting to hear about some topics. And I want to hear your take on a wedding weekend. And I want to hear about, I want you to kind of tell the audience a little bit about your wedding weekend festivities, because I think for a lot of wedding weekends, there's a lot of drinking revolved around bars that people are going to be at or the different activities surrounding drinking the entire weekend. You know, if you go to a Catholic mass that's at like 12 or one, there's a really long time between that and the reception. And so most Mm. of the times people are like, (laughs) all right, we'll go to a bar and drink for a couple of hours. And then that leads into more drinking and more drinking Yeah, or like the after party being at a bar or things like that. And so would love to hear how, because you were a sober bride, how you didn't make drinking the main event and kind of how you planned out your wedding weekend. That's like so I love how you phrase that too of like drinking as the main event because I think that that is what's natural in our brains. Like we're almost wired to just like think of alcohol first. Like I I almost had to consistently answer like what we were going to do instead of drinking all the time. Yeah. Right. Because like my bachelorette, it was a forced thing to try to plan stuff that wasn't revolving around drinking. We got a party bus, but you know, in the, at the end of the night, we ended up 
having it take us to a ice cream shop. Like <laughs> it's awesome. just like, like, you know, and I, I, I think subconsciously or maybe consciously, you know, insecurities crept in of like, am I a kid? Like, am I acting like a child because of these things I want to do and I want to go to bed early and I want to, you know, whatever. But I mean, my friends had fun and that's, that's all that matters and they love me. So they didn't really care to just be like wasted the whole time. But really what I think is interesting is, you know, I did have to set kind of boundaries and precedents before those events because I have friends who do like to indulge. And I had a couple of like worries, especially with my bachelorette, where I was like, I don't want drunk people at my bachelorette or my bridal showers because that's not fun for me. And so I did have to like ask, you know, if my maid of honor would just like kind of set a message out like, hey, by the way, it's like BYOB, like bring your own drinks or whatever but don't get wasted, you know, like be smart, don't get wasted, pages and drink, like, let's just be mindful of that. And that worked, like people were really respectful of that. And then when it came to like planning the actual wedding, we did have a wedding weekend. So ours was to give you like a little bit of context. So we are from Minnesota. And then we moved to Utah a year and a half ago. So we it was like about a year since we'd moved to Utah, but we knew we wanted to get married out here because we wanted to get married in the mountains. So it was like a destination wedding for everybody but us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like how our mine is too. Is it? Are, is it in Austin? No, it's in Scottsdale. Oh. So that's and it's right. like my parents live there now, but we didn't grow up there. And so yeah. like kind of similar situation where it's like for the vast majority of people, it's like all quote destination. So fun. It's gonna be so fun. But yeah, like that was kind of how ours was, where it's like we're here and our friends who live here are here, but it's kind of a destination. So we wanted to make it, we knew from the beginning, we wanted it to be more of a weekend vibe to it. And yeah, like just always aware that like I don't drink. And so how can we make sure that there's other things to do? Luckily the place that all of our people stayed at were all connected. So it was like all these little townhomes that they were all connected with. It was like walking distance to this little restaurant that had really good food. And so that's where they'd get like all their meals essentially, but they also could go to the grocery store and get food there. And then there was sand volleyball courts like in the backyard of all their townhomes. And so we would just all gather there and do that. There's a reservoir, there's hiking. Like I think because of where we were, there were so many other options. Now that doesn't mean that people didn't drink. Like my, my in-laws are all my brothers in law. I shouldn't say my, not my, my father and mother-in-law, they don't really drink, but my brothers-in-law both drink a lot. They were having beers. Like a lot of the boys were having beers, whatever. And they were indulging and that's totally fine. No one ever got like super wasted. But I think the biggest thing for us too was like having non-alcoholic options left and right. So like my dad and I went to Curiosity, the the non-alcoholic bottle shop before the wedding and we picked out a bunch of stuff and we just had a ton of stuff on hand and I didn't think anyone would drink it. Like I was like, this is going to be me and my dad drinking this the whole weekend. Like we're the end, like my mother-in-law who hardly drinks. We're going to be the only ones drinking it. Well, like a ton of people were drinking it. And people were like having it in between drinks so that they wouldn't get too wasted. Like people were just really mindful. And maybe it's just because I'm really vocal about how I am. But they were like super mindful of it. And like my cousins are not 21. So they were drinking some of it. So like I don't – I think that the biggest thing is like setting precedents, setting boundaries. And like if you're a sober bride or mindful drinker or whatever, like have non-alcoholic options. Have like you're saying activity options that – 
really don't have anything to do with alcohol. Like right. being outside has nothing to do with alcohol. And I don't know what that looks like if you're like getting married in the winter in Minnesota. I have no fucking clue. But like you can sign up for like other activities or like have pickleball or go, you know, do all these things that it, you and you just can say, I'm doing this. You can join me if you want. Yeah, if they want to go to a bar, they can go to a bar. Luckily, we had one bar in the small city or town <laughs> that we that we like got married in. We like got married in the super small mountain town. And it was like one bar. It was all locals. We went there one night and we were there for maybe an hour. And everyone's like, we need to leave. People are staring at us so hardcore because they're like, who the fuck are these people? So I don't know funny. if I can swear on here. Sorry. But they're like, who are these people? And we were like, okay, we're going to go back to our place and like play our games and do all of our things. So yeah, I, I think it's more just like you're saying, having other options, but yeah. also as the bride and groom or like bride and bride, groom and groom, can you say like, hey, we're going to do this. Like on our wedding website, we're like, these are the things that Jack and I are doing. And like you can join. But then there's also all these other things that you can do too. Like you could go to this town and you could explore. You could go to Park City. You could go, you know, do whatever. And so you just like give people options so that there's not so much pressure around it too. Yeah. And I think the important thing that you're saying there, which I agree with, is like, it's not that people can't drink at these events. It's more that you want to create experiences where the activity is not necessarily drinking. Right. And so whether that's just hanging out, whether that's games, whether that's a pool party, whether that's playing golf, um, Mm -hmm. having other options to do. And even how I think about creating my like life experiences where drinking can be an accessory to that, but I don't necessarily make that the main thing. Um, meaning that like my weekend isn't going to a brewery for the entire day. It might be stopping by to get a drink with someone because I want to catch up with a friend, but it's not like I'm going to sit there for the entire day because that just doesn't like bring me or spark a ton of joy. And so I think all the things that you laid out make sense. I'm doing just for a little like preview. I'm doing Thursday night for people who are in the bridal party who are in town. We're doing like a lose and bruise. So lose Lou Malnati's is a pizza place in Chicago that Mm -hmm. is like deep dish and they have one in Scottsdale and Cam's obsessed with it because a lot of Chicago people go to Scottsdale or have like homes there. And so we're getting Lou Malnati's and we're having athletic brewing. And my parents also have a keg on tap, which I need to look into if athletic brewing can like get a keg situation Mm. or how we could do that. I need to follow up with them there. (laughs) So we're like doing that and it's just kind of like a casual hangout chat up with people who are in town. Friday, Cam's doing golf with some of his groomsmen. I'm doing like a pool party with some of my bridal party. And then rehearsal, rehearsal dinner, welcome party. And then we have the wedding and such. And then we don't aren't doing like an after party or anything. So not like too crazy of events, but some people who are coming in are going to like golf or hike. And there can be other things like that that you can do in Scottsdale, kind of to your point on being in a place where you can have other activities to do some of that, which we're like lucky that we have that. So all of that sounds great. But like, say you're at a wedding weekend where it Mm. is just around drinking or going to a bar. Like, how do you how do you think about those situations? And then also when you're at a wedding, like it's so nice to have non-alcoholic options, you know, anywhere you go, like a bar or 
you know, your wedding, for example, amazing. Like we're going to have Gia at my wedding. We're going to have athletic brewing at the rehearsal dinner and welcome party. Like it's so epic when you go somewhere and they have an actually like a non-alcoholic drink available. But when I go to most weddings, the bartender looks at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) Like, you know, cause why aren't you, why wouldn't you be drinking at this wedding? And it does make a difference in my happiness if I can have a good drink or not, like just to be completely honest. So also want to hear how you approach drinks at weddings, depending on the situation. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like I haven't been to a lot of weddings yet. Like a lot of my friends haven't gotten married. How old are you? Um, 25. Okay. So we're like this year we have four, which is a lot. Yeah. So we're starting to get to that point. But like most of my best friends like haven't gotten married yet or, you know, aren't even really that close even. So we haven't been to like a ton of weddings, but obviously have been. I went to one in like Fargo, North Dakota, which I'm sure you can imagine is like very centered around alcohol and drinking. And so obviously, yeah, the ideal is that you have some sort of an NA option or the ability to like create something NA. I just know like in those situations, and I think it goes past weddings too, that I need to be okay with like leaving early or like just trusting how I feel. I'm a, I'm, you know, not, I haven't been like a bridesmaid in a wedding yet where it's like the obligation to stay longer and things Mm. like that. But I, again, think that like the boundary aspect of it is so crucial of like, if you feel like your friend or whoever's wedding you're at is going to be offended if you leave, which 99% of the time, they're not even going to fucking notice when you leave. But if you feel like- Right. I'm like, no dude, one I'm notices. Queen. Yeah. I'm like, no one knows. They act like they do. And I'm like, y'all are so drunk. You have no idea if I'm here or not. Totally. Like, it's going to be fine. So like, that's something that I would totally do is like, just quietly exit and leave. If it's like my best friend, like I'm the officiant in my best friend's wedding oh next gosh. January. I know I'm so, so excited. Cool. It's two of my best friends. They're getting married and they're like, very aware of my situation like they asked me to be their efficient with a non-alcoholic bottle of wine like they're they're obviously very respectful of me and i know that there's gonna be a lot of drinking at that wedding i know like to her i could just say hey if i leave like before the party's done which i don't think i will because i think i'll be having so much fun that i won't but like i don't want you to be offended you know so like it's like if you need to set the precedent, then I think that's fine. But at the same time, you just have to do whatever works for you. Like you can't worry too much because sometimes I think when people don't drink, they can like make a big deal about it. And like it, oh, it, yeah. it's this like big works about it. And you're almost uh, just dragging too much attention to yourself. Whereas like if you're just like quiet and like it is what it is about it, I think that it's a lot better. And you're probably going to get more grace for those types of things instead of being like, oh my God, everyone here is so wasted. Like I can't believe it. It's like, yeah, people are going to get fucking drunk. Like it just happens. I know. It's like honestly a pet peeve of mine when people like (sighs) not a pet peeve. I want to be like careful here, but a lot (laughs) of the times, a lot of the time, excuse me, people are they make such a big deal out of it when to your point, literally no one knows or notices or cares, frankly. And Mm -hmm. there are, there's definitely peer pressure situations. People definitely will get on people for not drinking. I'm not going to say that that's not a thing, but the more people talk about it and you, you like know that it's happening. Someone's like, I'm not drinking today. And they're like, by the way, I'm not drinking. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not drinking. I can't have this drink. You're like, okay, I get it. Like that's, you know, you, you do you though. And 
it can be kind of like exasperated in, in certain instances. And so I think mm-hmm. to your point, you know, like the leaving early or like letting them know ahead of time, I think that is actually like a really good tactic in terms of that actually like eases a lot of my concern because I feel as though I think a lot about what other people mm-hmm. are going to think of me. And like, I'm not afraid to say that a lot of people are like, I don't care what people think. It's like, I yeah. actually care a lot what other people yep. think. And mm-hmm. so me setting precedent on like, Hey, you know, for this reason, I might head out early. I love you. Like, d- this is no reflection of the situation. Just letting you know mm-hmm. the validation hearing from them that it's okay for me sometimes is okay. Is, it like really helps yes. the situation. Um, totally. It obviously depends on who the person is, but like I am such a words of affirmation, words of validation person. And so sometimes I need to hear that or just having my partner say, it's okay. Like, Mm-hmm. They're not going to notice. It's okay. And having that like buddy too, yes. to give you that can be like really important. Totally. I completely agree. And I think like, it's also important to note that I th- think that that should be done like privately where, and ideally like before oh, the yeah. day or something, you know, like trying to really pull the most minimal amount of attention away from anything about it. Right. And keep, like you said, so simple. Like, I love you. This has nothing to do with anything. I just want you to know beforehand. So you don't look around and wonder where I am or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that that's helpful. And, and would you say that you typically would want to leave early in those situations because people are too drunk and you're not having fun because of that? Or like, what situation do you find yourself in? Yeah. It's usually like, yeah, what's the vibe? You know, if I'm dancing, loving the music, having an absolute blast, I will not leave early for sure. If there's like too many really drunk people that are just kind of sloppy and annoying, then yeah, I'd probably want to leave. And then if I'm just like super tired. Yeah. But like on my own wedding, we didn't have like an after party that we attended at least. I, I think there was actually yeah. like <laughs> they, they, they did their own one. little, they yeah. always find one. So they did their own. But like we were dancing I was, I should say, I was dancing like the whole night. My back was literally sore the next day. I don't oh know if you've gosh. seen videos that I've posted, but like I was like thrusting my whole body like back and forth the whole night. I need, I haven't seen them. I need you to send <laughs> you them have to it? me after Okay, I'll, I'll send them to you. So I had like the most fun I've ever had and I was completely sober, right? And so, and obviously that was my wedding. So of course I'm having fun, but None of my friends were like overly wasted. I didn't feel like, and we kind of just like snuck out. We did an Irish goodbye like at our own wedding. Where oh we my just kinda gosh. Were, like, Yeah, we like turned to each other. We're like, "You ready?" And I think I said bye to like my best friend and then like my maid of honor. And then I was like, "Okay, we're leaving. Bye." And then we were leaving, and I vividly remember just like all my friends on the dance floor, and like one of my friends has his tie, and he's like throwing it around, like hitting my other friend in the butt with it. Like they're just like totally having a blast. And I was like, this is it. Like this is happiness, right? Like they don't need us to have fun. Like they are enjoying each other's time together. And that's such a gift. Like we get to go be together. And so, yeah, like don't, like you say, I am the same way. I'm like, I never want anyone's feelings to be hurt. I never want people to think poorly of me or that I left because I was like mad about something. Like I just want people to know that like, I'm always going to just kind of like do my own thing. Yeah. And it has no, it's not personal. It's just because like, yeah, when you're in a sober state of mind versus not, it's so different. Right. And tell me, you know, you, you, you just said like, you know, looking at Jack when you were leaving or when you guys were going to leave and like, let's get out of here. Talk to me about your, 
your discussion with him about drinking that weekend and mm. how you guys approached that discussion, what back and forth there was involved, what ended up happening and kind of just how that is because I am going to drink at my wedding, but like, I definitely know I do not want to be hungover the next day. I do not want to not remember anything. And a lot of people say that, right. But I do think a lot of people end up getting, you know, drinking a lot regardless at their own wedding. And Cam said too, like, I don't want to drink a lot, but I think in the moment, and I'm not saying that he's going to do this, but like in the moment, it's like, you're so excited and you're, you know, just getting drink after drink and everyone's like giving you a drink and everyone's so excited and it, it may like could escalate after people having these conversations. So I just want to hear from you how that went, mm-hmm. how to, how to go down. Yeah. That's such a good question. I had, it like had just kind of come to me one day where I thought about it and I was like, I really don't want Jack to drink on our wedding. I dealt with like a really toxic abusive relationship prior to Jack that, you know, anytime there was anything, he was always wasted at like events and stuff Mm -hmm. and it would ruin nights, you know, and and Jack and I have had plenty of nights. We've talked openly about it on the podcast before, like where he and I have gotten into fights really, he didn't do anything wrong. It's just like, I get so fucking annoyed when he's drunk sometimes. Like, I'm just like, this is just so annoying. Like, I just don't want to deal right now. And I didn't want to feel that way on our wedding. I didn't want to like risk it. And I felt like I would probably be fine, but I was like, it's not worth it for me to risk getting upset with him, getting annoyed with him, feeling anything other than like, I'm so in love with you. Like, this is the best day of our lives. That's all I wanted to feel. And so Jack's like a very reasonable person and like very loving and understanding of me and my situation and and super respectful of it. So I'm very lucky there. I will just preface with that. And I know not everybody has that situation, but I did ask Jack, I said, you know, would you be willing to be sober with me on our wedding? And it was like no hesitation. He was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I want to remember everything from that day. I want to be fully present. I don't want to be hungover, like all that stuff. I'm I'm sure he had. I have no idea actually to this day. I've never asked him because I I just didn't notice. I'm sure he maybe had one drink, but like our champagne at our dinner table was three spirits, this spark stuff that I'm drinking right now. So good. Why is it so good? It's so fucking good. It's so good, dude. And this is like the green one that I'm drinking and it's really refreshing. Yeah. Like so light. It's crisp. perfect for summer. Yes. It's super It's crisp. also It's also like not a true non-alcoholic wine, meaning that it's yes. not that grape juicy type feel, which there are certain non-alcoholic wines done right, but there are a lot that are done wrong. Yeah. And because this is not wine that's like stripped of alcohol. It's, I think it's like teas and adaptogens and whatever that's made into like a sophisticated wine. It's actually so bomb. It's so bomb. So bomb. So that was like our champagne, both of us. We had the little glasses. They had poured us those glasses and he was drinking coffee with me and he was drinking my parches and like all my other stuff. And he had been going kind of through phases like that summer too, where he would stop drinking for a little bit. And he was just, I mean, ever since we've been together, he's been more mindful of drinking in general. And he's not a massive drinker. Like he'll go out and get drunk with his friends, but he's not like a having a beer every single night kind of guy or anything. And he likes my NA options. So I do know that I'm very lucky that that conversation was had. I would say that if you are presenting that to a partner, instead of just, you know, coming at them like, will you be sober with me? Or, you know, the least you could do is be sober 
with me on our wedding. You know, it's just like the way you present it. I think just asking, would you be open to this? And here's the reasons why, you know, I don't want to feel anything other than complete contentment and happiness on this day. And I'm just afraid that if you do get, you know, drunk that I will feel annoyed and I don't want us to have that on our wedding day. And I can't imagine somebody would feel offended by that. But again, it's different. Like I'm curious your perspective where you don't, you're not fully sober and Cam's not sober. And so how do you also have that conversation in the sense that it's not so black and white? Yeah. It's interesting because this is like an aside. It's so funny though. We haven't written our vows. Well, we've like started them and we're, we're, we're like full on writing them and they'll be at the ceremony. And I had, we did that too. You did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, (laughs) and you, it's not just like a quick thing. Like you need to sit down and think about it and, and do it. And I had like kind of started, but we, we had both been so busy with like random big work things. And so I was, you know, I think it was like three weeks out. I started, but then this past weekend was two weeks before the wedding. And I was like, Cam, you should really write your vows. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm, I'm going to do it on Sunday. And so he, it was like, nice. It's been nice in Austin, which I know you haven't been having like good weather, but it's, it was like 80 degrees. When you asked me, oh my gosh, when you asked me to record tonight, I was like, yeah, I got nothing else to do because there's fucking 12 feet of snow happening right now. (laughs) No. So it was, it was like 80 this weekend. And so is su- it was Sunday and I see him making this like little bag and he's got a crisp and crude. He's got an athletic brewing all out. He has a Gia like <sighs> he has like four mocktails in there and then he has like an apple and a bar and he just like brings it. He's like going to go up to the like 17th floor, which is like the top floor of our apartment building and just like r- with his like little book and like write and just crush mocktails. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm going to cry. That's so cute. It was like so adorable. So like the thing that I love about Cam is I've never pressured him at all to not drink. But when I started make what was originally make my mocktails, it was like really experimenting with trying to make tasty non-alcoholic drinks. And we're big drink people, like experimenting with cocktail people. And so there would be days where I would try to batch content and I would make like six mocktails. And so then I'd be like, here, Cam, here, Cam, try this. What do you think? And so like he was my first taste tester. And then when I started getting all these products, he'd be like, ooh, I kind of want to taste this. And he is he's like a good judge of just like a normal person and how they would think yeah. about these drinks, you know? Cause sometimes he's like, Oh wow, that's amazing. And sometimes he's like, eh, that like mm-hmm. is not that good. Whereas like someone who's into more non-alcoholic drinks, the palate is like different, like relatively yes. to someone who like drinks more. And he loves Gia. He loves athletic brewing and he has them mixed into with how he drinks like alcohol and mm-hmm. I really love like his approach, but he definitely has no problem having a couple drinks on a night and and wine and you know his bachelor party and and whatever. And so we haven't talked specifically about the wedding. I think we've both said like we don't want we definitely do not want to be I mean, I, I definitely don't want to be drunk, but like I don't want I don't think he wants to have so much that he would not remember certain pieces of it because it's like such a special weekend. It's like one of those things we were thinking about and it's you have all of your closest people in your life for like 48 hours and then it's Mm -hmm. done. And you're just like, I will never be with all of these people in that situation ever again. And we've been reflecting a lot on just like, 
it's so exciting, but it's also like so sad. You know, it's like a really sad concept to to think about. Like I'm going to cry. I'm like talking about it, (laughs) but it's, it is, it is kind of crazy. And so we really want to like, make sure that we enjoy that. And so I'll probably just be like, like, remind him and be like, Hey, reminder that we, you know, don't want to get, we want to remember this and not get too Mm -hmm. drunk. And I literally for Friday night, like the welcome party, which I think is going to be like so fun. But I remember saying to him like six or nine months ago being like, yeah, definitely like the night before the wedding, we need to go back early, like not stay out too late. And he was like, yeah, definitely. And I just have a feeling he's going to be having so much fun that he's like not going to want to, but so um, hard. I know it's like so hard because you're with people. That's the thing. Like you have to say bye to them. It's not like the drinking really. It's more of like having a good time with your people. So they're all there. And it's like the first time that they're all there at the same time. And so like, I remember I was like so excited and I turned to my best friend. She's my maid of honor. And I was like, I need to go home. Like I have to go to bed. And she's like, she was funny because she went ahead of me and was waiting at the house where we stayed together, her and I, and she's waiting for me. And I was supposed to meet her there or something. I Or no, that might've been the day of, but something happened where she's like, okay, let's go. Like, come on, like, I'll go to bed with you. So you don't feel, you know, like sad that everyone else is out having fun together. Cause they all like stayed out and they had like a little bonfire and they all hung out and mm, we're having yeah. a blast. And I was like struggling so much. I was like, Oh, but I really need sleep. Cause I'm going to be so like hyped up tomorrow, I you know? know, but it yeah. is hard. Like walking away is the hardest part. Totally. What time did you have to get up for like hair makeup stitch? I was lucky cause I didn't have bridesmaids. I just had a maid of honor. Oh. And no one like stood. It was all like everyone was just sitting for so me. You had so some time. Yeah, I had time. So we I didn't get ready and start getting ready till like ten or eleven, I oh, think. Nice. So in the morning, Jack like picked me up at our because he was staying with his brothers and I was staying with my best friends. And so he picked me up at my little town home and then we went to that like coffee shop restaurant, which was kind of a mistake because everyone was there. Oh <laughs> and my it's gosh. like because that's the only place people could go. And so it was cute because like people would come and say hi to us, but we were writing letters to our parents and we were just both bawling. Like we were in this like little corner. We we're just like crying. And then like my little cousin comes over and she starts crying. Like it was just so emotional. But luckily we had like two hours in the morning to like have that time together, which was very comforting. Cause then we didn't do like a first look or anything. So then I didn't see him again until you were like there. I walked down the aisle. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. All the emotions. I like it hasn't hit me yet. So I'm still kind of just like, Oh yeah, I'm getting married in a week and a half, but it's like, I'm, I, yeah, I, it's like when it comes, I'm going to be a mess. It's crazy. So is it next weekend? It's not this. So yeah, I kind of like falsely said it was like the lap, my last weekend in Austin was this past weekend in terms of we're recording it. It's like two weekends before. And then on Saturday, we'll go to Scottsdale and be there for the week. And so, and then it'll be on the next Saturday. So just to like get there and kind of get settled. And we like typically go to Scottsdale for Easter anyway. And so it's like that weekend. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Cause I was literally thinking, I was like, how are you just like being normal right now? Like it's, Oh, I know it's Tuesday. Like I think I literally was like, so out of it by Wednesday. I was like, Oh, I'm done. Like my family's in town. We're done. You know, I know. I know. And I'm, so I'm working until next Wednesday, 
But mm-hmm. like I know when I'm in Scottsdale next week and it's like the three days of work and like everything's going to be surrounding it. It's going to be so hard. You're going to be so. like, I really am not working. <laughs> yeah. But like I need to. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was there anything else? Wedding topic? I think we hit like a lot. But yeah, I don't I feel like it's moral. Of the story is it's like you just got to do you. Like, totally. I think that and I'm I'm so curious to see like how weddings do change and shift and even just like the fact of having non-alcoholic options like, yeah, that would be super nice if that was everywhere. I know it's expensive and it's hard if you don't have somebody in your family who drinks or someone in your bridal party, sorry, who doesn't drink. It can be really hard. But I think as the bride or as, you know, even a maid of honor, like just trying to be mindful in any capacity of other people. One of my friends, she's sober and she was a bridesmaid and she talked about it. She was on my podcast, talked about it. Her friend got her like her own bottle of champagne for like the morning of. And so that's like just nice little things. But even at the end of the day, like if you have to bring your own options, like I've always brought my own options to everything just because I know that it's not always going to be you know, perfect. Right. And I just have friends who are such good advocates too. Like I'll go to a bar, which I think this could happen at a wedding too. I'll go to a bar and I'll like freeze on like what to order. I'll be like, I don't remember what I want to order. Like, Oh, do you just, could you just do like a non-alcoholic Moscow mule? And then one of my friends is like, no, like get my margarita without alcohol. And they're like, Hey, can you like to the server? Like, Hey, can you do this, this, and this without the alcohol? Like she's going to like this better than the freaking, you know, lime juice and ginger beer. That is always what I get, you know? So I think it's just like, you have to have those people around you that support you and yeah, set boundaries, set clear expectations with your partner or whatever. And it can be a a blast and a half. I I also think it's been like not I don't want to say surprising, but to your point, like the amount of people who have like intentionally reached out to ask about non-alcoholic drinks, whether it was my bachelorette or my wedding, like my friends from my bachelorette went like so hard getting so much stuff, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what do you want? Have you tried this? Like I'm at the store and I see this drink. Have you tried it before? Which was so nice. And like, I obviously didn't ask for that, but they reached out. And then for the wedding, like my mom was like, Hey, what athletic brewing do you like? I'm going to order some. And I have a bunch of gear here and like, she's already bought seed lip. And so it's just the little things about people noticing, even though Mm -hmm. you and I will want to bring our own drinks in any situation to hear other people and also have them try it. Like my favorite thing is when someone tries this and they're like, oh my God, this is actually Mm -hmm. good. And Mm -hmm. there are a few drinks that I specifically feel that way about where I'm like, I know that they'll try it and like it. And there are others I'm like, eh, they might, you know, not really kind of like it, but it's like fun for them to try anyway. But getting, getting them to try it because it's not as accessible. So they likely wouldn't as often Mm -hmm. unless you're kind of presenting it to them like that's also really fun too so fun oh my gosh my friends were like just chugging three spirits and like (laughs) i know so like we did not buy enough like my dad and i were like oh we ran out at the welcome dinner because people were just drinking parches a bunch like had to go back to curiosity before the wedding yeah we like did not bring enough luckily we didn't have to do that because we brought we had enough like in general but we only put so much at the welcome dinner and then we like didn't oh my gosh but it was so funny people were just like 
like my one of my best friends, she literally said she would order a drink, like an alcoholic drink, and then she'd go and she'd dance and do whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then the, every time she'd come up, the next time she would order a non-alcoholic drink. So she did every other. Yeah. And so like that was just fun too. Yeah, people were like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so good. Like I want to drink this stuff. I'm like, I know, I'm telling you, it's really good. So I agree. I it's so fun. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Paige, tell us where we can find you and all the deets for people to learn more. Give them, give them a little back story on it's hard so that Mm -hmm. you can give the little pitch so that they can come check out your (laughs) podcast because you're crushing it oh thank you well i love i love you and everything you're doing and we met through this world and it's been so fun so i can't wait till we meet in real life but yeah i started it's hard three and a half years ago now i started as a mental health podcast and then in the last few months have actually transitioned fully to sober and sober curious content. So obviously, if you're listening to Tori's show, I'm guessing that's something you're interested in. um, Being that that's something that she focused on is mindful drinking. And so really, the purpose of the show is just to help you reimagine your relationship with alcohol. So I'm sober myself, but I don't believe in, you know, everyone being fully sober necessarily. I just believe in having a new relationship with alcohol and being more mindful about your consumption. And so my podcast is just honest conversations regarding being sober, sober curious. And then you can find me on Instagram at it's hard podcast and TikTok at it's hard podcast. Oh, are you on the TikTok game? Well, you see, I I have one and I post like maybe once a week. Oh, it's so hard. Why is it all so hard? I don't know. I'm like, how do these people do this? I, I, I literally am like so impressed by influencers. I'm like, you guys are doing God's work. Like, this is crazy how much you post. Yeah. Someone was like, yeah, you just have to post like three to five times a day for like three months <laughs> to gain traction. And I was like, well, that's not. I just be passed possible, away. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, do these it's people have jobs or is that their job? Because that's crazy. Yeah. No, it's a different life. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. People can, so, check, f- people can check you out there. I'll uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Thank you for coming on and talking all things wedding. Yes. Good luck at your wedding. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. As you know, I am not a specialist and I'm not trained to give advice whatsoever. These are just my own personal thoughts and conversations. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the show if you can. It helps so, so much. And feel free to find me on social channels, post by Tori. See ya! See ya!